Hey all, Will here with Game and Nomicon, and we are back for the new year. 2022 is upon us, and it's time to float a few more Game and Nomicon episodes. Pages in the book of games, you might say. I probably should have coined that phrase a little bit earlier and used it before, but oh well, what are you going to do? So this year, uh, I'm wanting to do episodes a bit more frequently and hopefully more consistently. So uh, we're going to start off with something that I think is on a lot of folks' mind right now. Uh, that is Kickstarter and Zine Quest. Now, this episode is mostly going to be a bit of a, a retrospective on things that um, have occurred to me over the course of the last year uh, after running uh, Warmer in the Winter as uh, an event through Zine Quest 3 on Kickstarter. But of course, the elephant in the room, so to speak, is that uh, here we are in January and uh, news recently came out that ZineQuest 4 would not be in the previously established February time frame, but would instead be pushed to August. Um, now, on the one hand, it's good that we got some kind of news uh, because folks had been getting a little little impatient, waiting on some sort of word and some sort of official announcement. I had even uh, started work uh, and even launched the pre-launch page for the next project for this year, uh, just a couple days before the announcement was made. Now, that announcement, of course, was kind of in a, let's say, backhanded, small kind of manner from the games uh, manager's personal Twitter account. So I'm a little bummed that it wasn't done through more official channels uh, in some way, but I am glad that there is news out there at least. Of course, that said, uh, August is probably a difficult month for this type of thing when you are looking at um, pumping up smaller creators. Uh, yes, you line up with something like Gen Con, but also Gen Con tends to focus so hard on the, the hype machine for those big projects. Uh, and like people are so into that that they're not... Uh, to the best of my knowledge, really digging into Kickstarter uh, to help propel these smaller projects. So we'll see how it works out. But in the meantime, there is a Zine Month um, community run event that is being organized for Kickstarter. So, uh, or sorry, for Kickstarter for uh, February. So go check that out at zinemonth.com. See all sorts of uh, great stuff coming out uh, soon. Now, that said, looking at Kickstarter and kind of what uh, I experienced uh, with Warmer in the Winter and Zine Quest. So that was the first Kickstarter that I have actually ever uh, participated in. Well, that I've run, that is. Uh, I have backed a number of projects, probably 50-ish uh, prior to running my own. Uh, and of course, during Zine Quest, um, Let's just say my eyes were bigger than my wallet should have been, <laughs> and I've now backed like 80 or 90 projects. 
Uh, a few of those have been after Zine Quest, but uh, there were there were so many cool things coming out right then uh, that it was it was really awesome to help spread the love to a lot of projects. So, um, I had only heard about Zine Quest fairly late into Zine Quest Two, and I backed a handful, maybe half a dozen projects in Zine Quest Two in twenty twenty. Uh, and so I was kind of aware of it, but I w- was not very deeply into the indie scene uh, and, and kind of following and keeping up with that sort of thing and, and chatting with other creators, uh, hanging out on appropriate Discord channels and Facebook groups, that type of thing. But right before Zine Quest 3 hit, probably about two weeks before, uh, I did have the idea of, oh, wait a minute, let's... Uh, I've already got a game that's like most of the way there. I've released a, a freebie playtest version of it last year after, uh, you know, hammering it out over like a week because my wife and I were watching a ton of cheesy Christmas games. I thought, you know what, maybe maybe I should do something more with Warmer in the Winter, make it a real project. And I did. We did. Really. Thank you to all of the backers who helped make it a real thing. Um, and that was kind of spur of the moment in a couple weeks there. And I have to give a, a also some big thanks to uh, the folks in the the indie zine group on Facebook, like Tony Vicindo over at Plus One EXP, uh, people like that who helped kind of give me a very quick crash course in getting things uh, set up and launched and a pre-launch page. Uh, and things like that. But uh, I think one of the very first things that wound up jumping out at me uh, because of that situation was honestly uh, probably about a week into the campaign when I realized I really should have started earlier. Uh, I really should have reached out uh, to more folks, had the page open up earlier, you know, got the playtest specifically out in front of people uh, and started really getting that name out there. Yes, the playtest was available, but I hadn't really done anything with it. And so when somebody mentioned uh, about halfway through, uh, thanks, by the way, to the control group pod, uh, who wanted to do an actual play, I thought, oh, that's fantastic. That's amazing. But, of course, their episode wasn't going to air <laughs> until uh, the end of the campaign or right after. I forget the exact date now. So that's that's something to get started on uh, a lot earlier. This year, I thought I was getting started even earlier. Uh, I had the basic uh, plan sketched out for this year's project uh, and kind of the rough page for the pre-launch. Uh, all set up right at the beginning of the new year with a plan to to make it live and start putting things out there in front of people. However, uh, I am now even discovering the more I get into things, uh, the more I check out some of the uh, great info that's being put out, some of the initiatives that are really expanding thanks to Zine Month, uh, like checking out, uh, again, Tony's uh, great kind of webcast about press kits, uh, and he touches briefly on sell sheets and that type of thing. And 
I'm realizing as I get even deeper into this that I should have started even sooner. I probably should have been working on this uh, back in about October. Now, I mean, I was working on the doc for the game, uh, but I was not working on the the press angle and the like the businessy side of stuff. So that's something that I really highly recommend to people is um, to expand out the the lead time that you give yourself in order to. Um, prep all the the documents and info and graphics and things that you will need to uh, bounce them off of some other folks and get feedback on on layout and you know what info you do or don't include and questions they have and then get it crafted to be able to reach out to media outlets and reviewers and actual play casts and all kinds of things along those lines. Now. Also, one of the valuable lessons for me personally uh, over the course of the last year has been about timeframes on the back end of things. Uh, And I would say, especially when you're first getting started, to leave yourself a lot of leeway for production, even aside from uh, some of the shipping and, and supply and production issues due to the whole pipeline aspect that that folks have run into over the course of 2021. Uh, as a new creator, uh, everything else I'd done before was either the original party first, the my first standalone product was a POD that I did not crowdfund or anything, just put it up once it was finished, uh, or PDF only, uh, stuff that I've released since then that again was just put up when I finished it. So the timeline was all on my end on my time. Um, yes, there were some collaborators on some of these. I don't want to naysay any of them, uh, or downplay their involvement, but there was no outside force with a hard timeline. On the other hand, with Kickstarter, I've inadvertently established one by uh, setting a fulfillment date. And of course, they ask you to do that. And backers want that information, and rightly so, uh, so they can know when to expect things, uh, have an idea when it has gone off track uh, for a project that they've backed, and they may need to follow up more with the creator, things like that. However, When you're new, there's just so much that you don't know um, that you start researching and looking into, checking out different artists, whatever it might be, uh, or even just the uh, kind of the daunting task of actual completion that I know for, for some folks, myself included, that it can be really tough to get over that last hump, that last like 10% and kick a project out the door uh, and having that timeline at the end in some ways, yes, can help on in other ways. It can hang over you more uh, like a cloud of expectations. And so I would urge people to make sure that you give yourself ample time at the back end of the project. I gave, I gave myself officially six months 
um, last year to get the PDF out. I think we got it out in seven months, and then the physical followed just before Christmas season for warmer in the winter. And this year, I think I'm going to give myself nine months for the new Party First project that's going up. Hopefully, since we we're already neck deep in in the project, we can get it out over the summer. But I wanted extra breathing time. If you're a, you know, one or two man shop or just a small group of some kind, if this is not your day job, then it may be more difficult to scare up the time to get it completed. So make sure that you have that out there. Uh, right now, I feel like maybe I should only look at running about one project a year, but we'll see how it goes from there. Um, past that, however, another thing that I would like to mention, I know printing uh, is a big question for folks, uh, whether they attempt to do print on demand somewhere, say Lulu, or, or uh, I think Mixum uh, is also popular. Formerly Drive Through RPG was, but they've done away with uh, the staple binding. So uh, for some zine projects, for purists who really want to stick to that type of thing, um, they haven't been able to pursue that through drive through RPG anymore. Uh, that said, I do want to mention a printer that I had a great experience with, uh, Comics Wellspring, which is actually a, a division of Greco printing. Um, so I had a, a great time getting stuff printed with them. Very easy, very quick. Everything looked sharp. Uh, they were good with the proofing both uh, digital and the physical that I ordered. So I thought that was, that was great. So I would, I would recommend them uh, to other folks as well. If you're looking for some other printing options. So uh, that said, I think we are getting awfully close now to the 15 minute mark that we try to hit for these podcasts. So I'm going to go ahead and tune out for this episode. But if you've got questions about how uh, the, the zine quest and the Kickstarter experience was for me for the first time and what I'm uh, tweaking and doing different the, the second time, please let me know. Probably the easiest is through uh, Twitter. I've been trying to be much more active there for RPG-related projects. You can find me at the underscore Gamonomicon. So should be pretty easy. Uh, hit me up. I would love to uh, hear what you want to know and would be very happy to uh, tell you anything that I have at my fingertips. So... Thank you for listening, and next time we are going to chat about this year's Kickstarter project, Party First Twilight War.